Welcome to Dose of Support. We are an interdisciplinary show that highlights healthcare workers. We share stories and self-care in healthcare every week. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner and a healthcare worker just like you. Remember, I'm not your healthcare provider. Our guests are not your healthcare provider, and we're not giving healthcare advice here. Seek out care from your own healthcare provider. This podcast, host, guests, and associated social media platforms are not representing an employer or organization. It's hard out there, so let's find some self-care in healthcare. Stay tuned. Hello, my sweet little dosies. Welcome back to the huddle this week. I have a easy little homework assignment for all of us. Later in this episode, Dr. Witt talks about her self-care, obviously, that is so what we're about, and she organizes what she likes to do into several different buckets, and she'll talk about that. But what I want you to do is to just make a list. Make a list of your favorite self-care items. I think sometimes we just need to identify what they are. So what brings you joy in your life? What gives you energy? What, What fills your cup? What is it? And I want you to list those things out. It can be three things. It can be five things. It can be 20 things. And then I want you to organize them into categories. So maybe you have things that are feeding your soul or your spirit. Maybe there are things that are good for your body, like your physical vessel. And maybe there's other things that they literally just put a smile on your face. And so that is your homework. Make a list of things and then put them into categories. And if you want, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram with your three to five things or categories and just share what you came up with because I think that identifying it is one thing, but then operationalizing it and fitting it into your life is a whole nother thing. And so that is your homework. Thank you so much for participating in this little self-care activity. Um, What is going on with me? Well, let me tell you how we haven't found a house yet. Let me tell you how the market is bananas and we've offered over asking and we've waived inspection and we're getting absolutely nowhere. And you know, as people that work in healthcare, I think we do okay, like financially, you know what I mean? And it's just like there's no inventory. And so if you've been watching the market at all, oh my gosh, if you know anyone that wants to sell their house, I'm available. Um, (laughs) And so I've been a little frustrated with that situation. And like I said a few episodes back in the realness episode, I think that was 41, sometimes sitting with that discomfort is a special place. I've been kind of living with that unknown and sitting with it and thinking, well, maybe this time that we are with family is meant to be defined differently. Maybe it's like, maybe I'm supposed to be here with my family longer for some reason, or maybe the right thing won't come for another few months because, you know, of whatever. And so I'm trying to like reframe that idea, but it is frustrating sometimes to work so hard and and try, try to find the right thing and it's just not there. So I'm manifesting it now. I am just putting it out into the universe that the right thing is out there and it will come at the right time. 
I don't really believe in coincidence. I don't really believe in, you know, but I mean, it will be, right? Whatever will be, will be. Hey, Sarah, right? Okay, so that is the housing update. So I will do the homework assignment with you and report back next week. And in the meantime, think a little bit about this more while you listen to Dr. Marie Witt talk about her buckets. All right, stay tuned. Welcome back to Dose of Support, all the way from Michigan with several years of experience as a physical therapist, Dr. Marie Witt helps treat young ladies, and also she's going to share her self-care bucket technique. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hello, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I love talking to PTs. We love having different people on the show. And uh, I obviously love another Midwestern. Um, um, But what kind of physical therapist are you? I kind of alluded that you take care of young people, but not necessarily (laughs) pediatrics. Yeah. So my... I love what I do and I love so much where I practice. And I'm in such a unique setting. I am actually a sports physical therapist. So I work in sports rehab and performance. And I get a number of, I get a variety of patients. I will get the nine-year-old female hockey player who has low back pain. And then I'll get the 35-year-old bride we mentioned or a 14-year-old dancer. Or I get 80-year-old grandpa who wants to go run a marathon. So I have this, I know (laughs) it's just, it's a beautiful variety. So are you always treating a problem or are you optimizing someone's physical ability? Both. Wonderful question. So most of the time, if a patient is coming to me, there is an underlying pain issue or lingering injury or something. Um, But we also have the ability, the option to treat movement that you alluded to, to just treat athletic movement and help that athlete develop athleticism, agility, speed, power, et cetera. Yeah, totally not my wheelhouse. Um, (laughs) So what's a day in life as a physical therapist in sports medicine like? It looks different than a hospital setting, obviously, but I clock in anywhere from eight o'clock and can clock out at 5.30 or I start later at 10.30 in the morning and go until 7, 7.30, depending on whatever is needed, right? Um, So I check in, do my COVID screening, check my schedule, and I prepare myself for the day. Um, What that looks like is obviously chart reviewing looking at any initial evaluations I have coming my way. And I start making a game plan in my head, right? I have a hip at 11, I have a knee at 12, and I have a shoulder at three, right? Mm -hmm. But you get there and you start and your patient comes in and says, hey, my shoulder's fine, my back hurts, I fell over the weekend. (laughs) Um, Or the dancer comes in and says, yeah, so I had a competition on Friday and I did 14 dances in a row and now my knee hurts. So you had this fantastic plan and now you have to think on your feet. You have Mm -hmm. to change it up. So it's a very exciting, challenging, sometimes frustrating, but always rewarding day. So a couple of physical therapists have been on the show and have expressed concern or 
really take an issue with the large caseload that a lot of physical Mm -hmm. therapists have to work with. Seeing four people in one hour or managing multiple appointments at once. Um, What is your structure like? Do you experience that? Oh, yes, ma'am. I have been there and I've been in that setting where I've had two, three, four patients in an hour. And for me, that is not my ideal practice. Some PTs thrive on that. Like, they love being busy. They love that kind of challenge. For me, I flounder. Like that's that's where I get weak in my practice. Luckily, where I'm at, I have the ability to focus on one patient alone for 40 minutes and wow. one at a time. I know. It's, it's beautiful. That is amazing. And do mm-hmm. patients have to pay privately or can insurance cover what you do? So the clinic I am at is actually through a hospital system. So absolutely, we take insurance. Um, we have different, currently we have different retail options or packages yeah. a patient can purchase, right? Because I said we're sports performance also, right? So right. I've actually worked around a high copay mm. by using that package for them. So yeah. there are ways we make it work. Yeah. I mean, that's what like chiropractors mm-hmm. do all the time. And I, I know I mentioned mm-hmm. that in Victor's episode. Um, okay. So what is the best part of your job? The very, you have to pick one thing. Uh, <laughs> What's the, the best part? I think, I think my favorite part is when I have that patient that comes in who's in severe pain or doesn't even have to be severe low back pain. It can just be my knee hurts or my shoulder hurts. And by the time they leave, they're like, my goodness, it's gone. Like maybe I started a seven out of 10, but I can get it down to a one or a two out of 10 just by using their own body, just by Mm -hmm. using movement and exercise, we can reestablish a balance within their body and take away pain. Now, okay, Marie, that sounds a little woo woo. So I know, right? And I, you know, (laughs) I, as, as a nurse, we subscribe Mm -hmm. to both sides all the time. Mm -hmm. We, Mm -hmm. A little bit of woo is just fine, Um, Mm -hmm. especially if it, even if it just has a placebo effect for people. So you, how do you teach that to somebody to use their own intuition to feel better? Like, how do you teach that to somebody to move your body in a way that's going to heal yourself? Absolutely. And so I I think, oh. The best analogy I give someone is this particular exercise, this particular movement, this is your movement medicine. Just like if you have strep throat or you have some kind of bacterial infection, you always finish your course of antibiotics, right? Right. You always take the full course. And same thing with this movement medicine. This is your pain medicine. This exercise puts you, the patient, in control of your pain. Because, for example, we know that studies and studies, systematic reviews of knee pain, if the glute is weak, we know that if, boom, if we turn that glute on, all of a sudden that knee has that stabilizing team available for it so it can help eliminate <laughs> the, knee pain that way. The butt team. It's the butt team. The butt team. It always is. It's always the butt team, Vanessa. <laughs> So anyone Always. listening with some knee pain, um, get Please. your butt in order. Get your butt figured out. 
Um, Basically. <laughs> what is what I love this. Okay. What is the worst part about your job? Like, and maybe not oh your specific gosh. job, but being a physical therapist in general, what do you think? I will say 99% of PTs will answer the same way. It's the freaking paperwork. Oh, there yeah. is so much, <laughs> right? I'm sure, I know nurses can relate to with all the charting you guys have to oh, do. Yes. Oh, um, yes. But especially the initial evaluations that when we see, when we have a new patient, right? Um, new patients aren't the problem. They're, they're great. It's the amount, mountain of paperwork that we have to do for it that will drive anyone crazy. Yes. Yes. I think that you are not alone. There are people listening right now that are like, oh my God, like whoever controls that, the insurance people or what, what, however mm-hmm. we're doing the CYA, mm-hmm. it's awful. I agree. Um, okay. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from Dr. Witt about some stories and self-care and maybe like buckets. Welcome back. We have Dr. Marie Witt, our physical therapist from Michigan who serves as a sports medicine specialist. She's here to share some stories from practice. So take it away, Marie. Yes. So thank you. The first story I want to share with you all is about the bride that I might have mentioned before. She came into the clinic with excruciating low back pain, and it's across her low back. It's all the way down her left leg, down to her knee, and then it switches to her right leg, all the way down to her foot. And she looks at me and says, I'm getting married in four weeks. I just want to walk down the aisle and not be in tears because of pain. Right. And I'm like, okay, no pressure. Here we go. So I I say, okay, girlfriend, we can make this happen. I can tell you are dedicated. You want to do this. I'm going to give you an aggressive plan of action, a home exercise program. If you stick with me and if you follow us to the letter for four weeks, we will get you to that point. And she has made tremendous progress. She is feeling so much better. Considering everything, I am so proud of her and so happy for how far she's come so far. Um, do you take measurements like like how much back strength someone has or how much stronger they get? I I was thinking about this and mm-hmm. like she it sounds like this person had a significant almost disability because her back pain was that debilitating. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. how can you measure how it's improved now? So excellent question. And a lot of it is muscle strength, right? We, quick anatomy lesson, um, we know that muscles work because they are innervated by nerves, right? Anatomy 101. And Mm -hmm. we know that those nerves originate in the spine, depending on which, for example, which lumbar level. So L1, L2 um, is typically hip flexion. And so we will test hip flexion or bringing that knee up to your chest, right? And I'll test how strong that is. Can you resist me pushing on you? And if that breaks easily, then there's a certain um, grade we give it. Five being the most, zero being there, one being there is very minimal movement there, right? So that could be an objective way to measure their strength of you went from a four minus out of five to a five out of five. Um, But other ways we can measure that is just 
how are your symptoms, right? Is it down to your knee anymore, right? That, that's objective. Is it at your knee? Yes or no. Okay. Is it just in your back? Yes or no. So there's multiple different ways to measure it that way. Hopefully that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I think when my husband did PT for his low back pain, I think they said like, well, you've had like a 20% improvement and they, Mm -hmm. they measured that based off of some kind of like he had to push against something. And I don't, I literally Mm -hmm. don't remember, but that's what that reminded me of. And I thought I I would ask about that. And then, so forming that relationship with patients is, I feel like why a lot of people get into healthcare. And a lot of the listeners might be like, that sounds like so therapeutic and nice to like form relationships with people and impact their Mm -hmm. lives and um, connect with people. But connection is sometimes, you know, a lot of people have that fulfillment in their work, but connection is sometimes not enough to keep you going. So what are some self-care ideas that you bring to the table for yourself um, that fill up your cup, your bucket, the buckets mm-hmm. in this case, um, what do yes. you do to take care of yourself? So I present it as I have two different buckets and one of them is my calm bucket and one of them is my energized bucket. And you can probably guess being a physical therapist, yes, there is exercise in my energized bucket, but we'll get there in a second. But in my calm bucket, those tools have changed and evolved over the years, depending on what I need in that moment. For example, in grad school, it looked like bubble baths, painting my nails, at-home facials, but now out of that kind of pressure cooker of an environment, that calming bucket looks like blogging, playing with my cat, um, working on my side hustle on Instagram. So different aspects in that way. Yeah. So we were talking about how self-care is challenging and Mm -hmm. I think we should talk more about that on air. And so tell me what your initial thoughts were when you brought that up to me. It was about what I've learned over this journey of self-care and that it's hard and that I think sometimes it's portrayed, for example, on social media that, yeah, it's good for you, but we don't know how to do it. And it's a learned skill and it takes commitment and practice. And it's okay that it looks different for everybody. Yeah, it definitely looks different for everybody. I was thinking um, Tracy, a PA that was on the show, I I don't remember her episode number right now, but her morning routine was like legit the craziest, like in a good (laughs) way. Like I was like, how can she do all of this? And really it's because it's not for me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Everyone really is different. Um, and, and some people don't have access to other, to other things. Like mm-hmm. it is privileged to be able to take care of yourself and to recognize what you need and to go get it. Um, mm-hmm. And so speaking of like needing things, um, y'all, Marie needs your recommendations <laughs> for bath bombs. Um, yes, we were talking about. That. I was like, "What what bath bomb do you use?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> so I need help, folks. Your <laughs> recommendations there. So that's that's your self care calming bucket. Um, what is this energizing bucket? So the energized bucket. I don't want people to be scared of it because this is my energized bucket. Everyone else's might look different. Running is my jam. It's it's what I do. It's what I love. And there are some days where 
I want a long, easy run, or I want a hard run. I want to run some hills, a tempo run. Other days, I don't want to run, and that's okay. So I go lift, and I lift heavy because I need to feel strong that day. And other days, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to think about it. I want to have fun. And so that fun can look like kayaking or recently skiing, and it's it's an adventure that way. Um, mm-hmm. But a different, unexpected twist to my energized bucket are medical mission trips. And those energize me, fill me up because it gives me the opportunity to serve. But it's also that energy, that experience that the patient gives back to you. So it fills me not only personally, but professionally. And so energy, like that's a little bit woo-woo, right? So like, (laughs) it's not just like getting your exercise in, right? It's it's mm-hmm. energizing your spirit, your soul, mm-hmm. um, and and finding that fulfillment, whether it's through a physical movement or not. And when you came up with your buckets, how did you? I mean, how did you come up with this concept to well call it that, but also to like figure out that you needed both. How did you figure this out? It honestly, it came when I was brainstorming for this podcast. I just wrote down, what do I like to do? And I realized that because I know myself so well, I've learned to understand that how I'm feeling tells me what kind of self-care I need in that moment. Um, For example, I know Uh, As healthcare providers, we have days that just exhaust you, right? They just drain you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's not the day to go for a run. It's going to be a cruddy run. It's not going to feel good. That bubble bath, though, that's going to feel amazing. That's going to feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you kind of like – I love how you're like, oh, I just came up with that. But (laughs) it sounds like like you've been practicing it and you've put a name to it now. So other people Mm -hmm. can – call it what whatever they want but it sounds mm-hmm. like you've kind of just had this self-awareness on what what do i need what does my body mind spirit need right now and then you take from whatever bucket um to fulfill that i like that mm-hmm. um but it i think it just takes a long time to learn that um i think i'm still on a journey of learning what i need and and oftentimes my my issue with self-care is I know what I need. I know what I need to do. And it's taking the time to do it. It's like, because a lot of people say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to do mm-hmm. that. And you do. Like you have to, but some people need to schedule it in. And so that's what I end up doing is like trying to put it on this day or that day for that coming week. I try to schedule my weeks ahead, take out some of the decision fatigue on when I'm going to do things. Um, And the listeners know I've been working on decision fatigue. I've been talking about that. But like that is one of the things where like if you have to schedule it, so sometimes it's not what you do, it's when you do it, how you get it done. That's what I found with self-care. It's it's not the thing, it's the making it happen. <laughs> Do you struggle with that at all? Perhaps <laughs> the key word decision fatigue. Yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And you have to, you have to schedule it in your calendar. You got to make an appointment and you got to commit to it. Sounds so stupid. Like I should just be able to do it. <laughs> Not yeah. Even. But I mean, but, I, I think that's one of those things that, that need to change. Like our perspective on that needs to change because we, 
tend to degrade ourselves. Like, oh, that was dumb. I should just be able to do it, right? But- I should. I mean, we hold ourselves to these high expectations mm-hmm. um, and then we can't meet them. And we feel and then we like get frustrated failures. that we didn't meet them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like I get it done, but sometimes getting there is the harder part. Like I know what to do. It's doing mm-hmm. it. And so I want to leave the mm-hmm. listeners with that idea of how can you, yeah. So Marie, I feel like I'm like really tr- making this about me right now. Um, let's, oh. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about you. Where can people find you if they're like, oh, she has the most calming voice. I just want to be around her. How can we find you? Yes, please. Please come hang out with me, guys. I'm lonely. Come see me on Instagram at Dr. Whitfit. It's Dr. Period Wit, W-H-I-T-T, period fit. I love that. I love that. And it's probably not all about butts. It is but, not. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it, you know, there's probably talk about butts on there. And I, you guys know where you can find me. I'm at Dose of Support on all the things. Marie, thank you so much for sticking it out with me today and figuring out our technology issues. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Vanessa. This has been such a great opportunity, and I'm so happy to do my first podcast with you. It's been so exciting. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. And listeners, we will be back in your ears next week. You can extend a dose of support even further by visiting us on Facebook, Instagram, on our website, or by giving us a rating or review. You can always support the show monetarily on patreon.com slash dose of support. Dose of Support is written, organized, emails, edited, produced, published, all the things by me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by John Schreier. I'm punching out this week but I will be back in your ears next week for another Dose of Support.